You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with Scott Dunstan, who is the president of the Dunstan Group. I think I said that. Uh, And we are here with Lester Morales from Next Impact. Now, Lester is a friend that I met in Charlotte probably back in 2010, 2011, and have been an avid fan of him and followed his journey. And it's one that you are going to want to listen to. And we're so excited to bring him on. Now, let's talk a little bit about Next Impact. The basic premise about health insurance has been the same since the beginning of time. You've pay a premium every month. And if you need healthcare, your insurance kicks in to pay for some of it, right? Well, uh, now we have the Affordable Care Act and other innovations have turned, you know, the health insurance industry on its ear. Now, while its premise stays the same, the options can take you in a thousand different directions. And we are lucky that Lester is here and he's really been a leader in the healthcare industry during all of this. Uh, He's leading the way with cost savings, you know, options. And with his company, Next Impact, he's going to talk to us a little bit about this. Now, Lester uh, right now lives in Puerto Rico. Uh, He is a graduate of Florida State University, and that's how we got connected because I love the Knowles, um, which I'm sure everybody knows by now. But Lester has had an amazing journey. He's gone through a lot. There's been a lot of different struggles, but Lester is somebody that puts himself last and he puts other people first. And what I mean by that is when, when you have a true leader that can go out of his way to really make an impact on other people's lives, that's who Lester is. And I strongly encourage you to connect with him on, on LinkedIn or at least follow him on LinkedIn and you will get a front row seat to who Lester is. And I'm so excited to dive into this. Uh, he's been someone I've wanted to have on this podcast for a really long time. So thank you so much, Lester, and welcome to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Man, my mom would be proud at that intro. I don't even think she spoke that highly. <laughs> yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you for being here, Lester, man. We appreciate it. And uh, so let's start from the beginning. What made you want to, to get into risk management and insurance uh, all the way back in college? You, you mean nobody wakes up uh, when you're five years old and wants to be an insurance professional? That doesn't sound great. Come on. You don't uh, hear much about it. but yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, if you ever want to turn a girl not interested in, her, in you, tell her you uh, are an insurance professional. Uh, no, you know, I um, unfortunately and, you know, fortunately, because it's obviously driven my purpose in life. My, my dad was diagnosed with multiple myeloma when I was 15. So for people that don't know, that's cancer of your bone marrow and bone marrow transplant, chemo, radiation, and hundreds of thousands of dollars of bills. When I was 17 years old, my parents had to file bankruptcy. And which is a weird thing because A, you figure two working parents, they both have health insurance. I, I don't get this. What happened? And then when you're a you know a junior in high school, you don't even understand the premise of bankruptcy. And so I went to college, um, like Brian said, you know, uh, luckily Florida State had an insurance program. And I remember the first class I took, I'm like, man, I'm going to college. My parents are giving me $200 a month out of a dad's disability policy. I'm in an insurance class. This probably isn't done by accident. So, you know, I always say I'm, I'm kind of a product of employee benefits. Interesting. That is wild. So that's the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, it, do, do you mind me asking, is your father still around? No, he's not. Unfortunately, uh, I've had both my parents pass um, from cancer, both of them, uh, which is, you know, part of part of the journey. Um, 
And uh, but that lasted a long time. You know, bone marrow transplant. Uh, there's a drug Revlimed that he was on for 15 years. And uh, funny because I work every day trying to help patients get onto the patient assistance program for Revlimed, which gets them the drug for free. That drug is $150,000 a year. And so somebody who is on that drug is going to hit their out of pocket maximum, which on most plans are, you know, six, eight, ten thousand dollars Well, you add that up year over year for somebody who post bone marrow transplant will be on that drug for the rest of their living life. What family has 10, 20, 30 extra thousand dollars a year in the bank to pay for it? So you know, right. the, the, the normal marketplace won't tell you about this great manufacturer's assistance program because obviously somebody loses out on money in between. And so, uh, but no, but, but, but dad's uh, hopefully smiling down here in this story right now. That's for sure. Wow, man. I'm so sorry to hear. We have that in common. I lost my mother when she was 36 to leukemia and I was 10 at the time. So um, I understand the process and and what that leaves you with. And at the same time, it has helped me become a better person, uh, a more live, live to live, man, have fun, enjoy every single day, uh, because we're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Oh, no. And and when you learn that early on, I would say if, if there's any blessing that comes out of that situation, that's it. You know, the, well, the understanding. That's right. You have to take the blessing, right? right? I mean, the, the hurt, the pain, the, the all the bad stuff, that's going to be there. The choice of finding the blessing out there is exactly that. It's the choice. That's it. That's it. So I hear you, man. And it sounds like that was your caveat to, to get you into this world, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, my mom is the reason I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, my mom was diagnosed with, uh, with cancer, with pancreatic cancer in 2014. And I had spent a, 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 bit, a really successful career. I had a really successful career. I was the top of my game. I was making tons of money, uh, having a lot of fun doing so. And my mom, I remember uh, having a conversation. She's like, you know, son, uh, do me, you know, one thing, never leave this earth with any regret. And in the back of my mind, I had always had that one thing, I call it Michael Jordan theory. Um, I was a really good individual performer. I'm a really good sales professional myself. Why? I'm going to outwork you. You make 100 calls, I'll make 200 calls, I win. Um, but the Michael Jordan theory for me and being North Carolina guys, you can appreciate this, right? He's not the best basketball player, maybe the best athlete ever walked the earth because of his personal skills. He made everybody around him better. And you, know, you look at Pippen's stats and everybody's stats, when he was on the floor, they were better. And so that was the last thing in the back of my mind I had professionally to prove to myself was, can I continue, I call it make payroll. Can I make payroll? Can I create something, employ people and make them and their lives better? So when she told me that, it was kind of one of those things that says, man, you Google pancreatic cancer, that's not a good, uh, that's not a good diagnosis. And, and I remember literally within six months, I left, you know, a job that I was the number two guy in a $350 million practice. I had 200 people working for me and said, I got to go try this on my own. I got to bet on me. I love that. Before we jump into specifically what your business does and how you can make that impact, I want to go back um, a few years ago. You live in Puerto Rico 
And I know you were going back and forth between the United States and Puerto Rico. And I believe now, you know, you're permanently live in Puerto Rico. But when the hurricanes came through and a lot of things have happened with Puerto Rico, you were the leader that not only that country needed, but but you did the small things to make an impact. And you challenged people in the United States to help you to, to raise money. Tell me about that journey and really um, how you put your job and you put your life really on hold because of, of, of your people and the people that you wanted to go help out in Puerto Rico. I want to hear that story because I was, I, I, I did give you some money. It's not a lot, but I did give you some money to that. And, and following that journey was just in, inspirational. It was like something that, you know, it's like, wow, like Lester not only decided I can make an impact, but you did it. Right. And you did it in a big way. Tell me that journey. Tell me about not only when it first happened, but how you came up with the idea and how you literally got so many supplies and money and all these things that people needed uh, very quickly. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. I, I think the human is, is way more um, resilient than we know ourselves until you're in a situation that calls for resiliency. Right. So, Unfortunately, August 11th of 17, my mom died. So what a lot of people don't know, my mom's name was Maria. The hurricane's name was also Maria. So the big joke in our wow. family was, you know, mom's a mom's a raging little, you know, fiery <laughs> Latin woman, but she can't do that too, right? It was a big kind of joke. So mom passes August 11th. Uh, we had her service August 26th. Uh, I'm in a wedding and Irma hits. And Irma was supposed to hit Puerto Rico and Tampa. That's where both of my homes are. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Maria passes and literally growing up in Florida, you kind of get used to hurricanes happening and then nothing ever happening, right? Like it just happened last week with the, the storm was gonna happen and you get the memes on social media that's like it blew over a lawn chair, right? <laughs> so you kind of get used to that. So I remember the morning, it was a Tuesday morning I had just on Friday moved into my brand new office. $250,000 we spent on this office. It was my office, white chairs. I mean, the, 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 the whole nine. And that morning, Tuesday morning, so that was Friday. Tuesday morning, hurricane's going to hit. I'm like, ah, not a big deal. I was in a bad mental space, right? My favorite person, I'm a Latin boy. We are mama's boys, true and true. And my favorite person had just passed. And... So long story short, I didn't think anything was going to happen. Well, obviously, we all know that something bad happened. I had three feet of water inside of my house. Uh, I had no power, obviously. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. I was actually on the FEMA watch list because my cell phone wasn't working and my, nobody knew where I was. I was sitting here bailing out water of my generator room uh, to try to be able to turn on the generator. So. What you started to see when you, the pieces were starting to get put, put together is that the island just wasn't responding. Like there was a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of red tape. And I had friends that, and there's a lot of Latin and a lot of Puerto Ricans in the States. So Tampa, Orlando, Philadelphia, New York, you know, a lot of places where Puerto Ricans live, there's a lot of people that had a bunch of stuff. But what people forget is unlike when a hurricane happens in New Orleans or Houston and you just truck stuff there, we're on an island. You can't truck stuff here. And so we were the third storm that year. Uh, and so uh, it was hard to get stuff here. Plus the government was being so bureaucratic. So I literally saw something on Facebook that said, are you tired of watching the government screw this up? Meet at the AC Marriott 
we're going to put some people together. And I, I just had this calling. I was like, the hurricane's name was Maria. Um, you know, my mom's name was Maria. So I had called my business partners at that point and said, hey, look, we're destroyed. Our average employee, you know, doesn't make, you know, overly a lot of money and we're doing well. Let's just guarantee everybody's job through the end of the year. And I'm going to put everybody to work, but philanthropically. And so I went to the AC Marriott and met some really amazing people who wanted to do something. And we all rolled up our sleeves and, you know, I'll, there's a lot of in between stories, but um we did everything from, I mean, I cold called governor's offices to see if they would give us, uh, you know, use of the, the National Guard in their state. Uh, we would cold call people. I got a, a, a private plane list and I would cold call people who had private planes. One of the girls is German. She's friends with the guy who runs the Lufthansa plant over on the west side of Puerto Rico. We landed seven planes over there, unloaded millions of supplies we we raised hundreds and hundreds i think we got close to raising a hundred uh, million dollars of funds but you know brian it, it all comes down to um why are you put on this earth you know like i mean literally i i've never really had thought about that but i've been blessed with a ability to let shit slide down my back like i don't I, I deal with pressure. I deal with stress. I deal with anxiety. I deal with things pretty well. And, and that's my superpower, I think. And so in that moment where everybody was in frantic mode, you can either run. So I have a lot of friends who moved down here for incentives. And then after Maria, they're like, we're out. Holy cow. We can't deal them. <laughs> I literally was like, what are you going to do? We're here for a reason. The Lord, the universe, whatever it is that you believe in, put us here for a reason. Let's roll up our sleeves. And in the worst state that I was in, right, three feet of water, mom just died, blah, blah, blah. When I drove around this island and you've got families of 10, 15, 20 people living in a house that just lost their roof and they don't have enough money to do anything about it and the house has no insurance, that's something that I was like, what the hell am I complaining about? I've got nothing to complain about. I've got insurance on the house. I've got a bank account. I've got my health. So, I mean, we did everything literally from landing planes to, um, you know, going to old folks homes and delivering waters because you had old people that couldn't go up and down stairs. But when there's no electricity, the elevator doesn't work. So long story short, man, we the, this island me and I live in a nice neighborhood and, and whatnot. I was without power for almost five months. Some of the island didn't get back power for a year, but you learned how to, I could shower with the amount of water that's in a red solo cup. Like I now know how to do that. I started growing facial hair because of that. Not quite like you, Brian, but I just started, <laughs> you know, because of that. So I'll tell you, man, I, I appreciate people like you and, and the amount of it, 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 things like that, you know, uh, make you negative with some parts of humanity, you know, like the government and stealing stuff from people and all the things that happen with our government here, but it restores your faith in humanity for people like you and, and the thousands and thousands of other people who, even if somebody sent a pack of diapers or whatever, that stuff down here at that very moment mattered such a big deal. And I mean, I honestly feel, I feel blessed and I was honored to be able to do that because 
again, what else at the end of your life is going to mean anything than the impact you were going to make while you were on it? I don't have kids. Uh, I've never been married. So, you know, the impact I try to make is on friends, families and, and the employees and, and people that I can touch. So I appreciate you letting me share that because it is a uh, you, I could tell. I think you could tell I get excited when I talk about it, but it is something that I feel like I was honored to be able to do. So, I mean, you, you talk about the calling. I mean, obviously your parents raised an individual to understand when there's an opportunity for you to make an impact, you did it. And not only did you do it, you, you, you took people with you on that journey. And that's what a true leader does. I want to transition back into your business now, you know, after going through that experience, but not only going through that, but supporting your employees, allowing them to also be, you know, philanthropic and, and, and make a difference and realize that, you know, work will be here when we get back from it right now. This is, this is what we have to do. How has that changed not only your mindset, but your business moving forward? Uh, and how have you grown your business from that kind of experience where I don't think people in America realize that people get mad when they don't have power for five minutes. <laughs> Be like how many people in America could survive five months without power? I, honestly, I mean, the number would be staggering. It would be, it would be absolute chaos. But uh, in a, just moving forward in that, like, how has that made you not only a better leader, but how has that helped you grow your business from experiencing that to where you are now? So, you know, I, I'll, I'll go and say again, we think we can't handle something until you're put into it. Right. So I, I will say that. Right. Like, I believe uh, and I'm someone who sleeps with my phone in my bed. Right. Like, I do believe like like a majority of people could do it. Um but for me, uh, every interview I do with new employees, uh, I talk to them about three key words, and, and we've just added a four. Uh, one is growth. Uh, we are here to grow as humans. My job as a leader is to make you better today than you were yesterday. And that's not just uh, as a professional. That's I want you to be a better mom. I want you to be a better brother, a better you know, person, the community and, and, and all of that. And so um, I, I share more podcasts and more things with my employees that they probably think I'm the cheesiest person ever because <laughs> I'm always sending them stuff. Um, I hire a, a personal trainer who gives us all virtual workouts to do because I want people to, you know, be uh, fit and, and take care of themselves. I, I, so I try to do that. Uh, so, that so that's growth. Change. The world is going to change and we are disrupting the healthcare industry. And so every day our job is to think about change because it, we're not going to get where we want to be doing it the way we did it yesterday. And so there's not a lot of people that like change. And so I do group interviews when I'm interviewing for one position. I might have 20 people on a on a Zoom screen lately and I'll say these words. I'm like, if you don't like change, go ahead and, and X out. And I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. The first time people were like, woo, 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 people got off the screen. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather know that they are not fit for this job and this culture uh, now than in three months when they figure out that, hey, if I think of an idea or we think it's a better process to do X, Y, Z, and they don't like that change, then they go. The third word is community. And, you know, that community is, is, is got two words for me. One is internal and two is external. Internal, you spend more time working than sometimes you do with even your spouse and your kids. And so I want people to think of their coworkers internally like family. And I don't want those people that, you know, 
you know, finished work and, and leave and, and do all that. I want people that care. Like if you're struggling, Brian, you got to finish your project. I want three people to, Hey, how can I help? I might not know what you do, but you need me to punch holes in something. You need me to staple something I'm in and in community externally. I moved back to Puerto Rico. Yes, because it was financially beneficial, but because I was born here and, and I have, you know, Boricua blood rolling through me, I wanted to impact this island. And so, you know, I really take it to heart that every job that I am able to create down here is a job that I am now paying somebody more than they were making yesterday and that I get to impact this island. And so every single month we have a different charity event that we do. We, I mean, from using our hands to do something, cleaning beaches, uh, last month, we, we uh, went to a home that had a bunch of abused children. You talk about, again, people who have had a, a shitty hand dealt to them. And then we complain that you don't have a couple power and like, you know, I can't play on Instagram a couple hours. I mean, it's like such a joke. So, you know, I think going through that puts perspective. And I think the word that I'll, I'll leave that part of that chapter is, is perspective. Like, you know, until you've walked a, a, another mile in another man's shoes. Uh, but, you know, Gary V, I'm a big Gary V fan. He's like, you know, I have it so good versus, you know, 7.7 .7 billion people on this earth. No matter how bad my day is, I've got running water. I've got, you know, I, yeah, all of those things. And so that word perspective is something I bring every day. See, I think that's so important. And I think it's something as Americans, we've completely lost sight of. Now it's easier to bitch and complain about what you don't have instead of understanding how blessed you truly are with what you do have. And I think there's a lot of people that have never had that experience or been put in that situation to see people that are truly struggling, to, to look at what a third world country actually looks like. You know, it's, it's shocking. Every time I take a shower, I, it kind of blows my mind, right? Because it's like, I'm taking a shower with clean running water that somebody in this world would die just to be able to drink, right? Yep. And it's just it's just interesting. So I think you have that perspective. I love how that you challenge your employees and you challenge them on the front end as well. It's like, do you want to be a part of this process? It's more than a job. Like we're going to grow together. We're going to change. And that's, that's super exciting. Now tell me, you talk a lot about changing up the healthcare world. Tell me what, what's first off, what's, what's wrong with the broken system and what does your business do to change that? Not only for companies, but for individuals. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's very simple. There's a couple key tenants uh, on this. Uh, one is what we all call premium health insurance companies call revenue, right? So like that plane, when I talk to business owners, so we build health plans for companies, uh, companies offer benefits to their employees. We build those plans and, and we do so in a way that allows the employer to capitalize uh, on some different philosophies that are kind of common sense, but a lot of people don't think about it. So one is if you're just paying premium to the health insurance company and think that they're going to help you lower your cost, you're just waking up wrong. Like who wakes up in the morning wanting to lower their revenue? So that's not going to happen. Check the stock prices, you know? So, so first, just that key premise. Two is the cost and the quality of healthcare changes depending on where you go. The cost of an MRI might be 6,000, 3,000, 2,000 to $600, depending on where you go. So if you're an employee and you're accessing healthcare and you have to pay 20% of the bill, would you rather pay 20% of the bill of 600 or 3,000? But nobody tells you the quality 
I have had two parents that have experienced great medical expenses, but think about the quality of something. Most people go to their doc who they stumbled upon, who they heard in the break room, who they've been going for for years. That doc might be great for X, but might not be great for Y. And if that doc works for Piedmont or works for whatever hospital system that they work for, where do you think all of their referrals are going to go? And that's just Charlotte. There's great healthcare that happens all over the country. And so, you know, the fundamental uh, conversation that we have with employers is that if the cost and the quality of healthcare changes, sometimes up to 50 or 60 percent, depending on where you go, then how do we help your members get to the right spot? And so our programs put a healthcare advocate, a concierge of sorts, in front of accessing healthcare. Hey, employees, when you need anything to do with healthcare, call this person. This person is looking at the stats, quality metrics, cost metrics, to be able to help you guide the healthcare system. And if you go where they make a recommendation, everything's free. Why? Because again, I'd rather pay for a $600 MRI than a $3,000 MRI. And if you had a $100 copay, that's 600 plus 700 to waive your copay, 700 still less than $3,000. And so that premise is what we do every day in our personal lives. Imagine walking into the nearest auto dealership and just saying, give me a car. I'll take any one of them. And don't send me, don't tell me how much it is. I'll wait for the invoice three weeks later. It sounds asinine, right? And now think about the last car purchasing experience you had. You looked on Carvana, you looked at it, you knew exactly in the square miles exactly how much they bought it for, what their profit is, and you'd be willing to go from Charlotte and drive to Winston-Salem if you were going to save $3,000. But when we talk about healthcare, we've never taught an employee to think about where they're going to access healthcare. And so that's what we do. Our plans all have a healthcare advocate, a healthcare concierge. On the back end of that, we are um, not using a major insurance company to do the financial transaction, rather other ways of doing the financial transaction. And what does it lead to? People focused on getting people to the highest quality healthcare. We're lowering healthcare costs, which is an employer's second or third largest expense. You know, you always see the Howard Schultz quote: "They, we, you know, Starbucks spends more on healthcare than they do on coffee beans, uh, right?" So when you think about that, it's a huge expense. So we're saving 15, 20, 35 percent on healthcare costs. All the employee gets it for free. And why that's important to me? Nobody files bankruptcy when you pay nothing for it. So for me, it rolls back to. What I experienced as a 17-year-old boy watching two hardworking parents who moved me from Puerto Rico to chase the American dream have to file bankruptcy, all because of an unfortunate scenario that nobody could, could help. You can't help that you get diagnosed with cancer. And so that's what we're doing. We're changing healthcare and that it's 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 definitely an uphill battle, but it's a lot of fun and it's super rewarding. I mean, I, I see people who are sending us letters all the time. It's like, I, I have not had this surgery in four years because I can't afford my deductible. 67% of personal bankruptcies happen because of healthcare reasons. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a I hell mean, of a stat. Yeah. 
what what type of uh, organizations are you are you implementing plans for um are you small business are you larger corporations are you nonprofit? you know yeah so anybody that has more than 25 30 employees is is someone who is 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 eligible to do this we've got products and services that can range from small all the way up to to the bigs i mean the same strategies we're doing is the same strategy that that walmart does with their employees or gm or you know amazon where it's like hey if we can make sure we've got a better deal here um let's make sure our employees go there so it's the same thing we're just bringing it down to the to the normal you know employer down the street got it love it man i think that's so unique um that you're taking that approach and it's 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 very interesting my my youngest son has, has had to have some you know unfortunate trips to uh to levine's and it's shocking when you get the bills for them I mean, even when you have insurance, like having insurance is just because you have to have it. Then when something actually happens, you get to realize exactly how expensive it can be. And I love that you're taking that approach to, to really support that. Um, that's really neat. So tell us, you know, we have a lot of business owners that are listening, you know, to this podcast. What is the best way for a business owner to get in touch with you, to find out more about Next, Next Impact and to see if their business would be a good fit uh, for this program? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, so obviously LinkedIn, Lester J. Morales, my brother's also Lester Morales, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, the next impact CEO, not the spine center. So uh, we always get every, each other's uh, contacts. Uh, emails lester.morales at nextimpactllc, nextimpactllc.com. Uh, and uh, I would encourage anybody and everybody who wants to hear about other people driving change in the healthcare system uh, to listen to our podcast. Uh, it's impacthealthcare.fm. Uh, uh, we have on there the people uh, and the strategies that are changing the way healthcare is. And anybody who wants to text me, I got a text community uh, at 813-537-6992. 813 813- Five three seven six nine nine two and and guys, I, I really appreciate you letting me share. Uh, I got to go do a workout after this, and now I don't even need some pre workout because I feel jazzed up about just <laughs> story. I love it. That's awesome, dude. Man, thank you for sharing. What a what a important topic that no one ever really wants to talk about. Like you know, a lot of times insurance is like the necessary beast in the room, but then when you need it, you're so thankful that obviously you have a good program. Um, but it's one of those things you buy and you hope you never need. <laughs> so. it, is absolutely, it is absolutely that. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, when it's talking about health insurance, most of the time you're needing it when you didn't know you needed it. And it's unfortunate. So, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, again, blessed that I get to uh, work every day to try to try to put the health back in health insurance and, and, and stop worrying about the X's and O's and, and help people actually do something different. I love it, man. Well, I, uh, I'm proud of what you've been able to do. I know a lot of people are, including, you know, your parents and, and probably even Florida State University, too. We, we just had a, a former FSU guy on our podcast, and the FSU Alumni Association actually shared the podcast. So now awesome. I'm going to have to line them up to get Lester's story uh, shared as well. But, Lester, thank you so much. Like we always say, you know, if you're listening, please like, share, comment. You know, go follow Lester on, on LinkedIn. Go listen to his podcast. It's really, really fascinating, not only what he's doing as an organization, but the inspiration behind it and the leadership that he's been able to develop throughout the years. Uh, it's somebody 
somebody that you'll learn a lot from. And, and when I tell you to follow somebody on LinkedIn, it's not just because I like them. It's because their content can add value uh, on a daily basis to you, no matter what your industry is. Even if you are not a business owner and not even interested in learning about health insurance, uh, really the core values around what his message are are the things that you can take from there and then make them your own. So Lester, thank you so much for joining us You know, on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. I really do appreciate you sharing your story. And you know, I think a lot of people that listened not only will be inspired, but hopefully they go out and, and make the change in their industry, in their community. And when they do have that calling, they're ready and they're prepared to use their skills to make a difference. The pleasure and honor was mine, guys. I appreciate it. Awesome. Until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.